Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchLess.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is May 16th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for doing it. All right, calls were done. 3.2 innings, 8 earned runs. It wasn't good. Is this all of a sudden the, the sign of degradation? No, I think he pitched kind of all right. The Cardinals were very aggressive, made some good contact, and what do you know, it was 8 earned runs. He's still at 98.2 last night. Everything is fine. And this has been the week of guys not performing as well as we want them to. You know, Luzardo and Tyler McGill both go on the IL yesterday, which was terrible. But keep strong. The process is right. Everything is okay. Keep starting the same guys. I mean, for the most part. Um, Jose Quintana, by the way, went against the Reds. He's now maybe a Vargas rule as he went seven innings of zero runs. It's kind of wild. I'm not going to start him against the Cardinals, though. Tarek Skubal went against the Orioles. Six innings, zero and runs, 11 strikeouts, and just five base runners. He had 21 whiffs in 100 pitches this game. And the main thing is that he, we've been looking for either the slider or the changeup to show up in a given game. And this is what happens when both of them are there. Because the fastball foundation is fantastic. I apologize for the siren if you can hear it. Welcome to New York. The one thing I've been really hoping for is for the curve to really show up. It's just been a show-me pitch. And that's fine. If he has, of course, at least one of those sliders and change-up. So, things are looking good for Scooble. You keep starting him here. Daniel Lynch is kind of interesting. He went to cores and survived 5.1 innings of zero earned runs. A slider earned eight whiffs and a 38% CSW. He is going to get the Twins. I kind of want to wait one more start before really jumping into that. But maybe if you're in a deeper AO-only league, this might be when you have to get in on Lynch. And that's kind of cool. We'll see. I hope it works out. Justin Verlander, ace is going to ace. You don't need me. Jeffrey Springs, ugh, not really the guy that you want. The Rays are leaning on him a bit. We only went 4.2 innings, and I just don't really see him being much of anything that you want. Michael Grove uh, debuted for the Dodgers against the Phillies. He has a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. That is the foundation for everything. I didn't really love the secondaries, the big breakers of the curveball and slider. A little too inconsistent for me. Not really the, uh, I don't know, the pitches that I want them to be. So I think I'm kind of avoiding this one. I uh, I don't really think he's going to get much more uh, in, in the rotation. He could get the Nationals next week if they need it. But I don't think that he's someone that I'd be targeting for that start. I mean, maybe he can go five with a win, but it doesn't seem like he's as overwhelming as you want from a prospect who has an innately lower floor because of jitters and just kind of the unknown, which means that they have lower floors than uh, typical starters in the majors. Um, Austin Davis led the way for a Boston Red Sox a, um, a, a bullpen game with Tanner Houck going about 40 pitches. And if you have Tanner Houck, you really shouldn't anymore. Sir <laughs> Cortez is just being insane. Um, eight innings, one to run, three at zero walk, seven Ks against the White Sox, who were notoriously good against lefties. His command is tremendous. Uh, watching these games and seeing him just go inside and outside, back and forth, high fastballs, and then stealing in the middle of the plate sometimes when he needs it. Like, it's crazy good. He deserves this success. The question is, how long is he going to be pitching at this level? I don't know. It's not common to have this good command for a long, long period of time. 
And I think when he doesn't, it's going to fall apart fast. But I don't know. You just kind of, I don't even want to call it a Vargas rule because he's done it for long enough. He's been that good. It's, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Uh, Hunter Green returned against, well, not returned, but he's having some troubles and went against Pittsburgh. Really nice matchup. Nine strikeouts, 7.1 innings, one earned run, zero hits in this game where the Reds no hit the Pirates, but lost. Uh, as he had five walks in this, uh, 15 whiffs. He, he threw a lot of sliders, 55% sliders with 66% strikes on them, 37% CSW. Those are excellent marks. He's essentially turning into maybe like a Waskari Noah, where the slider is performing better than I expected. And then throwing more sliders than fastballs, where the, the fastball is mid to upper 90s. I mean, it was average 98 in this one. Maybe that's who Hunter Green is. Um, also a hittable fastball like Inoa. And I don't know if the slider for Green is enough to carry him against teams that are not rhyming with Irits. So we'll see. We'll see. I, I think I'm going to give Hunter Green a little bit more credit um, given this approach now. Patrick Sandoval against the Athletics, 6.1 innings, one and run forts, four walks for Casey. He didn't have his changeup, believe it or not. One out of 1917 CSW. Sorry, one out of 19 CSW is crazy. But the slider was really good. It had nine whiffs in this. So I imagine the changeup overturned him. Maybe he still has a slider, and that would be pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Wright looks like he had his command, 6.1 innings, one and run three. It's two walks to nine Ks, but it's against the Padres. And I don't know. If actually he did, I think his stuff was kind of all over the place a bit. Not really the precision that you want. So we're not out of the woods yet. I don't think with Kyle Wright. Hopefully. I mean, look, I've been saying this for four starts and he's done great things for three of them and blew up for one. So what do I know? Right. Joe Ryan went against the Guardian. Six innings pitch, one earned run, four hits, zero walks and five strikeouts, 10 whiffs, 103 pitches. Look, he was 92-93 on his heater and the slider wasn't great, but the Guardian's didn't really do much against the four seamer. So he should be fine moving forward against the Royals. I, I really want to see him in this great groove with fastballs and sliders. We're not quite there yet, but hopefully soon. Justin Steele went six innings of one earned run, three hits, two walks, 10 Ks as he really lean into the Justin Steele against the Diamondbacks. 38% CSW. I don't want to believe that the slider can be a 48% CSW pitch with 10 whiffs. I I don't really think it can be that. I uh, uh, maybe it wasn't ten whiffs, maybe it was nine, if I remember correctly. But yeah, uh, he gets them again like, uh, on Saturday. That is the snacks. Can Justin Steele do that again? I don't know. I I I feel like this was just an amazing day, and we've seen this before. I remember like Asher Wojciechowski having those wonderful days, and then it's just like very few and far between. That feels like Justin Steele's uh, whole MO. Alec Manoa, uh, the AM man, right? The good morning man, as he's AM. Okay. Uh, six six innings pitch, one and run five at zero walks and four Ks. I can't believe I let myself do that in the round. But 70% strikes and sliders is, mm, that's good. Sure, it hasn't been the overwhelming outings that we are used to for Manoa lately, but he's still producing, and that's great. Uh, Martin Perez has gone five straight starts of excellent performances. Okay, and he did this against the Red Sox yesterday. Six innings, one and run, five hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. It's a Vargas rule as his command is excellent. This is exactly what a Vargas rule is. When guys are avoiding the middle of the plate consistently, and they're they're hovering the edges with precision, like he is with his cutters coming inside to right-handers and his sinker staying inside to left-handers, that's what Martin Perez is doing right now. 
that is really, really good. Change up staying away to righties as well. That's how he's able to survive the Red Sox. He does get the Astros next. And there's a part of me that says, I don't care. Like, I'm going to start him because it, he's in such a good groove right now. And once he hits the wall, he hits the wall. And that's that. But man, this is a good groove. Brandon Woodruff got back on the horse. Five innings, one earned run, five hits, two walks, six Ks. This is going to ace. I was thinking about lowering him maybe into the teens originally, but this was actually much better. Uh, I really liked his uh, four-seamer command at 20% swing. Strike rate on them. Sliders and change-ups were doing good things. Command was overall solid. And yeah, he did really well against the Marlins. I mean, it was only five innings and he needed 94 pitches for that, but I think you should feel pretty good about this with Woodruff at the moment. It's a very much more of an encouraging start um, than when we expected to see um, with Woodruff. Aaron Nola is, has like the worst luck. He went against the Dodgers in seven innings of two and runs, four hits, two walks, and eight strikeouts. And of course, he didn't get a win because he can't. He can't do that, right? Uh, it's just, it's not fun. He's going against the Dodgers a second time. And yeah, I'm going to start him for that because Aaron Nola is still really, really good. Adam Wainwright opposite Rodon's mess up, <laughs> a blow up, went six innings, two and runs, three hits, two walks, and five Ks. He did exactly what you want to do. Uh, called strikes galore with sinkers and curveballs. When you're ahead like that, you just throw strikes. You know, you make them beat you in the field as opposed to walking them. He did that. The Giants didn't beat him. It's great. Frankie Montas uh, allowed a two-run shot in the first inning and then proceeded to go six innings, two-run runs total, four, in, uh, four hits, one walk, and 12 strikeouts, 22 whiffs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Scoobles' 21 whiffs was the third highest of the day. Uh, Frankie Montas is slider and well, actually more of a splitter was good in this one. Fastball was fantastic. And slider wasn't as good as we've seen, but that's fine. When the splitter and fastball are working, like this is what happens even against the Angels. Ace is going to ace for Musgrove. There's no reason for you not to love him. Um, Her- Humberto Castellanos is still doing okay. And he's going to get the Cubs a second again after going 5.1 innings, two and runs, five hits, one walk, and five strikeouts. Not the worst stream. I don't really want to do this. Um, you know, he's HC, so he's for the hardcore fans, but. I don't want to do it for a 12-teamer, but I think in a deep league, it's okay. Eliezer Hernandez went four innings of two and runs, three hits, three walks, and two Ks. Looks like he's still in the rotation as Lozardo hit the IL. Um, but yeah, not really something you want to chase right now. Uh, Tristan McKenzie. I don't know how I feel about Tristan McKenzie. Uh, 16 whiffs, seven innings, three and runs, three hits, two walks, four Ks. I don't feel like the whole thing is polished enough. I don't think that his command is truly pristine. Now, he has decent control these days. Like He's getting his fastball inside the zone, which is good. His, his breakers are more often competitive than they are wasted. Like 9 out of 24 whiffs is amazing. But I watch him and I never feel like he is surgically uh, dissembling the, the opponent, right? Like he he's not debilitating them effectively like, okay, go on, put fastball over here, slider down here, you know? It always feels like he's more throwing it than pitching every time. And he's around the zone right now. So that's why I think you see the four strikeouts only, despite the 16 whiffs, right? It's weird. I feel conflicted. So he's still going to be in the 50s. We'll talk about the list at the end of this podcast. And I know it's not the on the corner, but yeah, we might go a little bit long on this morning Monday podcast. Uh, Michael Kopech is scaring me. Six innings pitch, three hundred runs, one at four walks and three Ks. He had a 41 pitch second inning and he still went six innings, which is shocking to me. I'm surprised he was even allowed to survive that second frame. But good on him for surviving it. Still, by the end of it, he was sitting 91, 92. Might have just been fatigue of that second inning. But man, Kopech is supposed to be a guy that like overwhelms with heaters. And he just doesn't do that right now. With his breaking balls not really doing a whole lot. Like they're very inconsistent and just aren't amazing. 
and it feels like the premier sell high. He has a 154 ERA and a .94 whip with a 26% strikeout rate. I'm shocked by this. I'm absolutely shocked. And I think I'd be selling Kopech wherever I had him. Uh, Austin Gomber, six innings, 300 runs against the uh, the Royals. You'll take that inside, of course. I mean, it's just three Ks and seven base runners, but like it survived, I guess. You know, especially in a quality start league. Uh, he's going to host the Mets, though, and you don't want to do that. He's a streamer on the road. Tyler Wells was a the reluctant streaming pick, didn't really do his thing at all against the Tigers. Yeah, four innings, 300 runs, eight hits, zero walks, two Ks. No, thank you. We're just not going to do this moving forward. Um, Carlos Carrasco. Mm. So I've been talking about like the slider and the changeup. One of those guys are there typically. And I've been talking about more of like I want to see both of them come together, but I really haven't been talking about is what happens when one of them aren't there. Well, that's what we got here against Seattle. 4.1 innings, 400 runs, 8 hits, 1 walk, and 2 strikeouts. He didn't have either of the pitches. Like They're both 20% CSW or lower, and he got burned by it. Only 16% CSW for the day. And now he goes to Coors? No thanks. And he goes to Oracle Park? I don't think I want to do either one of those. Maybe the Giants one. But, yeah, this, is, this isn't this is great at the moment for Carrasco. But, I mean, theoretically he bounces back, but now it's, the, it's Coors. It's, it's not as solid of a play that you want it to be, given how well he's done so far this year. Um, Robbie Ray, look, six innings of five runs and five hits and three walks and nine strikeouts. He had 27 whiffs for Gallo's pull. He threw 94.3. Remember last year? It was 94.8 on the fastball. This is the best he's had, the closest he's had to last year's velocity. This is phenomenal. He had one bad inning. He allowed pretty much all those runs. You should be super stoked about this if you have Robbie Ray. His pitch separation is incredible now. It, it, essentially, you could have taken this start and plopped it in 2021 and would be like, oh yeah, that's the same guy, right? That's everything that you want at this point, especially considering he was at like 92 and change early in the season. This is great. Be encouraged by this. If someone is shopping Robbie Ray, this is the moment you buy low. This is a true buy low in this way, I think, of where you can sneak it in. Because he is showing the skills that you want, despite the results not going your way. Oh, yeah. And then there's Patrick Corbin. I mean, five and runs and six innings. You don't care. All right. Looking forward to today. Uh, we're not going to do more than today because uh, I got to get to the list stuff. Uh, we have we, Sandy Alcantara is now the number one play because Shane McClanahan is being moved to tomorrow. With Corey Kluber going today. And we'll talk about him in a second. Uh, Freddie Peralta, Noah Syndergaard, and Luis Severino are all auto starts for me. Peralta goes against the the Atlanta team, and then you have Syndergaard going against the Texas team, the Rangers, and Severino against the, the Orioles, right? Those are really nice matchups. Well, Peralta is just really good, and you want to start him. Probably start tier, you have Mike Liss against the Mets, and I know that's kind of weird because I, I think of Mike Liss as a sell high, uh, and you just got to keep rolling with him, though. So he's a Vargas rule, essentially, who's really a Toby. Uh, Tony Gonsolin goes against the Diamondbacks. Yeah, if you have Gonsolin, you're going to start him. I don't really think great things for him. I mean, this probably start tier is actually pretty weak this today. Um, Ian Anderson against the Brewers, I'm leaning yes. I just feel like his floor is high enough these days, and the ceiling is good enough that you start him against the Brewers, uh, especially without Willie Adamas. A questionable start tier, you have Wood and Coors. I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, I really like where Alex Wood is at, but it's Coors. Wade Miley is the reluctant streamer of the day because he goes against the Pirates, and I don't really like anyone else here. They're all the it, it's ugh, it's it's a questionable start to you for a reason. I think Wade Miley has the skill set to take advantage of the Pirates, and I think he's going to go at least five innings as he had his still ill start last time out. Brad Keller can make it work if he has that slider. It's against the White Sox who are not that great against right-handers, so that could work. Zach Logue against the Twins, he had really good breakers last time. Uh, Yoshi Kikuchi who just did really well twice against the Yankees, now he gets the Mariners. Maybe that works. 
Corey Kluber got blown up, but now it's the Tigers. Maybe that works. Kyle Bradish, who just had 11 strikeouts, but now it's against the Yankees. John Gray looked actually really good against the Yankees, had more slider whiffs, but then the knee injury pulled him out. And now he gets the Angels. Like, I don't know. And Alex Vallejo has a really nice breaker, but it's against the Rays and maybe the fastball. And I guess the changeup doesn't do so well. Uh, and do not start to your close. Chris Flexen just got blown up, and I guess the Jays, no thanks. Garrett Whitlock just got blown up, and I guess Astros, no thanks. Bum Garner gets the Dodgers, no thanks. And so on and so forth. You don't want to start the rest of these guys. Now, looking forward to the list today, I I mean, there aren't really so many dramatic changes. There, there really isn't too much, I don't think. I mean, that's more I say right now before I go into it. But in Tier 2, I might, I'm going to open that up and add Shane McClanahan. I think I'm going to... Um, yeah, I'm going to add Shane McClanahan, maybe Alcantara, but McClanahan got his ace is going to ace. I got to also include Pablo Lopez in there and Chris Bassett. Uh, between Woodruff and Bueller, I'm going to be moving Kevin Gaussman up to four. I might be moving Musgrove up to five, and I don't know where to go from there. Probably uh, either Woodruff or Bueller. I don't know which one I'm going to have above. I'm, it's going to drive me nuts today. Uh, but then you have Verlander and, and Manoa and Freed and Rodon and Giolito. Like all those guys obviously belong there. Uh, tier four, I am going to push up Robbie Ray after the start. Um, he's out of this tier now. Um, Webb stays, Monta stays, Peralta goes above them. Um, Chris Bassett goes above them. So does Pablo Lopez. Uh, I, everyone's going to see a, a minus for Montas and get upset. And it's just, guys, it's not about Montas. It's about Bassett getting his ace is going to ace. Pablo Lopez getting his ace is going to ace. Um, Dylan Season, no, I mean, all these guys pretty much are going to stay where they are. Uh, Kershaw's on the IL proper. So, unfortunately, I have to remove him, which means you get a plus one for a lot of guys. Zach Gallon probably going to stay where he is. This is really just going to be Logan Webb falling to the bottom of this tier, and that's fine. That's really going to be the major move here. I think everyone listening will agree with that. Uh, from tier five, I don't think anyone is moving into tier four. Uh, Shane Bieber kind of stays where he is. Same with Darvish, same with, I mean, Brios, I probably need to drop into tier six. But I still believe in him. I, uh, but I, it, you know, it, it's a situation of it. Charlie Morton, uh, I think, stay the course. I, I think I need at least one more start before I really get excited about that again. And Severino Castillo probably will lower Castillo a little bit, considering he's just been not that great in this first two outings, but we'll see. Uh, tier six is interesting because Kyle Wright, I'm a little weird about. Trevor Rogers is better, but we're still not sold. Evaldi's fine. Gilbert is a little bit worse. Tyler McGill goes is on the IL. So is Lazardo, but Ryan and Lauer are the same. I think Manaya jumps up into this. I think uh, Nestor Cortez jumps into this. Patrick Sandoval stays where he is. Um, Tarek Skubal probably jumps up a little bit. And, I mean, Manaya Wood, Cobb, Sandoval, Cortez, Montgomery, Skubal is pretty good. I'm going to lower Montgomery slightly relative to the others. But, I mean, it's all pretty good. Uh, tier 8 kind of stays the same. Maybe I'll put, I think I'm going to move Clevenger into tier seven, but Kobeck stays down here. Maybe I might lower him a little, uh, but the thing is there's no one that is demanding above it. Like I think I did a decent job of putting Kobeck where he is, right? Of, you know, Luis Garcia, George Kirby, Noah Sendegard, McKenzie, um, we'll try make Justin McKenzie, I should say, Sonny Gray, Tyler Molly, Garrett Whitlock, right? All these are, yeah, they should be where they are probably dropping Whitlock down a good amount, um, below the tier nine of stability well is there anyone in tier 10 that should jump up not really uh merrill kelly in tier 9 Eduardo rodriguez jose urquidy carlos carrasco framber valdez ian anderson miles michaelis james and tyon and drew rasmussen they kind of stay where they are they're the premier tobies uh in tier 10 gore is going to the pen so i remove him from the list 
Gonsolin kind of stays where he is. Winder, Bradish. I think I want both those guys above Gonsolin. Chad Cool maybe stays where he is. I, I mean, this is all John Gray, Lorenz, and Strider. It's all pretty much, yeah, stay where they are. Uh, maybe I'll adjust Lorenzo a little into that tier nine. I don't know. It's it's not. There's nothing drastic here that really should be is you guys should be taking notes about, right? I uh, tier eleven. I probably will drop down Flexen. I uh, but again, I look at this and go, yeah, this is kind of normal. Tier twelve again, normal. <laughs> I then tier thirteen. I might be raising up Detmers, and I mean the guy just threw a no hitter. Um, I'll be raising up Hunter Green because of what I was talking about earlier on, but nothing major. Insane with tier fourteen. Uh, nothing, nothing big there. As far as guys entering it, where's Chase Silseth go? Chase Silseth, I'd probably say is tier ten. So that's kind of like the Chad Cool, John Gray, Michael Lorenz, and Spencer Strider. I would be going after that. I'd be I'd be doing it there. Martin Perez, where are you right now, Martin Perez? Because you have to be on the list. And if you weren't last week, yeah, because he had the he had the start against the Astros. I was like, I don't want to do that. Now you need to show up, and you're probably going to jump up into tier eleven. That's what I'd say for Martin Perez. But I uh, nothing much else. Yeah, not much else to report. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that I showed up that I should be placing here. I don't think so. Uh, so, so yeah, that's going to do it for today's edition of the Plus Pitch Podcast. Thank you so much for supporting the site. Hope you find this helpful. And that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.